Hello everybody and welcome back to the Resurrected Winners You podcast as ever. My name is David and I did not think about this in advance. We are sitting spooky miles across from Mr. Alex Aldridge. How are you doing today, Alex? Boo! I'm a ghost, Alex. It's, it's, oh God. I it's, died and now I'm still podcasting in limbo. That's going to be your life. We'll just be graveyard ghosts in our little cemetery curmudgeonly podcasting about don't know the other ghosts in the village maybe once we're dead <laughs> it's gonna just feel like written on our graves banjo kazooie was definitely better than mario 64 <laughs> born 1986 <laughs> <laughs> uh, i will take that to my grave so we're in our cadillacs running over dinosaurs fucking drive, right we are driving down the road the summer of Resident Evil is dust in our rearview mirror as we... So long, suckers. Quickly, I don't know, career... Is it, I was wondering this, right? Is it career or careen? You know, if you're careering about, is it careering or careening? I thought it was potentially with an N at the end as well. So did I. But someone else... I heard it on a... It must have been a podcast, and they were the... the obviously, the, the, de facto, the go-to place for correct grammar and they were saying careering about and i was i don't know if that's right but anyway we're careering careening towards spooktober i guess we call it is that what we call it spooktoberfest spooktoberfest in which the winners you gang get together to bring bling you a plethora of scary horror halloween themed Video games for your ear holes, fancy, or maybe a couple, <laughs> or maybe a couple. We're aiming for two. Let's see if we can. I think yeah. we can do that easy. If yeah. if we're if we, if we find a, a a vein of, I was going to say if we uh, let's face it, if if I find a vein of productivity, we might get more than two in. But I think I don't know. Maybe. We did we did this in two days. Two days this game. So yeah, this hey. game's a pretty uh, pretty short one. But yeah. Um, if you've not read the title of the video or the podcast, what are we here to talk about today, Alex? On emotion, I mean, um, Luigi's Mansion, baby! The scariest of scary games. God, terrified. My bedsheets haven't been cleaned for weeks. I mean, days, <laughs> rather. For the, um, the Just covered yeah. in goo. Yeah, I'm just covered in ectoplasm from all the ghosts, so... <laughs> At least that's what I tell my wife. <laughs> I like how um, I just—I mean, I'm assuming it's a. I'm just gonna—I'm gonna glean over that what you just said and carry on. You should. Um, I guess that's what she normally says it's not—it's not quite a a real vacuum cleaner, is it? But it was kind of upsetting me the fact that booze can go through walls over and over and over again, but they can't get out the side of a vacuum cleaner. I was finding me, I was finding it quite irritating. <laughs> I mean, that's that's been an issue since the original Ghostbusters, isn't it? Because they just put them in a thing there as well. Yeah. A little lunchbox thing, little GameCube of their own. A little GameCube. Before they got shot down by uh, Dr. Dickless. Dr. It's Dickless. true. This man has no dick. What is this you're talking about? It's been a long time since I've seen Ghostbusters. Oh, uh, well, at one point they call him Dr. Dickless, and then he has oh. a... And then, then the mayor's like, is this true? And then... Bill Murray's like, it's true. 
this man has no dick. <laughs> I wanted, I maybe should watch the Ghostbusters again, but then the the most recent Ghostbusters and then that ladies Ghostbuster movie just looked <laughs> absolutely fucking awful. So I just, I was like, oh, well. A friend of mine who I feel like should know better seems to think that the other the non-lady Ghostbusters, the apology Ghostbusters was actually okay. The new one with but. the kids from the kid from Stranger Things in it, I think it's got. Yeah, whose whose face it was his name Finn Wolfhard, which is the greatest name in the history of entertainment media. Yeah, that's fantastic. My wife absolutely loves his face. She's obsessed with it. She can't help but stare at his big, like he's got a massive nose and those really prominent cheekbones, and he's really. Yeah, he's very skinny, he's, like all yeah, teenagers are. Yeah, you're right. He's like teenage a, lads. We've all been there. He's got a bit of a features the Slenderman movie. I mean, <laughs> he does, and he also yeah. does look a bit like a sort of late '90s PlayStation poly- polygonal character about him. He could have been so, in that that alien advert that that girl was in. Oh yeah, no, alien girl had to mess with his face. Just stick him on. There. <laughs> yeah, he's post production production himself. <laughs> he's a walking SFX effect who needs cg when you've got this alien kid going about yeah when you've when you're a wolf hard you don't need no damn cg i wonder what he'd be i suppose um given that i just mentioned him prior to us starting to record if he was to be aluigi's mansion boss he'd be slim bankshot wouldn't he he'd have to be. <laughs> he absolutely would <laughs> slim bankshot which i didn't know that was his name until now who, who you know doesn't make any bank shots. Doesn't even keep the fucking balls on the table. He's the no, worst ball he goes player wild. ever. And yet he's named himself after the game, and yet he can't even keep the balls on the table. Slim bank shots. Maybe he's slim because he does slim to no bank shots. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> How many ba- how's he bank shot going at the moment? It's pretty slim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seldom Potter. So what have you been playing before before we dive into Luigi's Mansion, what else have you been playing? I feel Loads like because I've been on holiday, I've hardly spoken to you in games-wise recently. Well, that's it. I mean, talking about, as we were earlier, about, oh, you know, this game only took us a couple of days. It's not necessarily the playing of the games that holds us back. It's the getting together to do a podcast um, yeah. that stops things. Because we did play on Emusha, which I would say that we both enjoyed I was a, a lot. I, uh, yeah, that was one of my favourite games that we played, I think, over the course of the summer. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, incredibly terrible wooden acting, uh, satisfying gameplay, nice and short. The sequel. I played the sequel. Oh, did you? Sequel, which has not been remastered, like the version that we played for the original. Um, Seems to be a better game in terms of its content. However, it actually has proper tank controls in those original versions. So, whereas the remaster. had sort of the remastered Resident Evil controls where you can kind of run around anyway. It's yeah. still fixed camera angles and stuff, but you, you have... He runs automatically. That does not happen in the original PlayStation games. You have to oh, yeah, hold down it. a button to run and stop and turn and quick turn and all that shit. Oh, do you? So it's, and is that, is that in the first one as well? It will be, yeah. Because that's interesting. We just didn't was... experience it. Okay, because I'm... They fixed it for our version. Slowly working my way through... Actually, not slowly. Quite rapidly working my way through that Itchy Tasty book. The oh, yeah, okay. Book. Yeah, and it comes up... That Orimusha had, had come up um, 
and the the I remember I was thinking about it today. The release that it straddled, it straddled um, games that used ta- like Resident Evil games that were using tank controls before they moved away from it. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, that's interesting that this sort of started out as a Resident Evil game that they decided to. Oh, it didn't actually. I can't remember now. Why this is bad because I'm just reading the book. But anyway, basically the controls yeah, well, he were wanted interesting. It to be called Resident Evil with samurais didn't he basically yeah that was his whole mo for making it the, the director of the game and it was probably in between code veronica and that's right four yeah that's right it, yes that's it that's it you've you've drawn my memory it it was code Ver- it, you're right um and i remember thinking when i was reading that it was like oh that's odd that this game didn't have tank controls but the resident evils were still having tank controls but it does make mm. sense that they would have had i actually think like and I, like because i know that this is probably one of our most divergent gaming opinions there because but i wonder if part of it's nostalgia i don't know you can speak for yourself but it could be partly nostalgia i don't have the nostalgia for the resident evil games and i'm sort of coming to them Mm. new this year and really enjoying them i've going back and playing older resident evil games if they've got the tank controls i my brain struggles with them now like, yeah. I, like, yeah, and I wonder. I thought you'd like, be well in, like, on your way to understanding it now, and not be a problem. I, I can get it, but like, it's, and it just takes me a minute. Like, I was playing Code Veronica last night, and it was just throwing me right off. And it's, it's not moving about. Moving about is fine. It's the trying to get round the zombies that I struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just, sense. and and I just find that, like, I don't know. I, it's that, and it's. I find it hard to quickly to react to situations. So like, and I, for, and I don't know why, because this shouldn't be linked to tank controls, but it seems to just happen in tank controls game. Like when I was playing Code Veronica last night and if a zombie would come at me and I'd have to like quickly like whip out a gun or mm-hmm. change what I had equipped, I just find that really difficult for some reason. I, I mean, I am sick, so that could be partly my brain's just working slowly. <laughs> but yeah, it would just that whole sort they of... They are definitely slower paced and... Um... I mean, the action isn't necessarily slower pace, but definitely the the character movement and turning and inventory management and all that kind of stuff is slower. Something we'll probably get to for Luigi's Mansion as well. Well, this is it. Um, and we're talking about roughly the same era, really. Yeah, because, um, I mean, just to sort of finish that off, because, like, and the reason I'm sort of linking it to tank controls, even though it's maybe not exclusively tank controls that are giving me is that was giving me the issues that i never felt i had that problem with onimusha and i never felt i had that problem with resident evil zero but yeah, that's because they don't have tank controls but they don't have tank controls but like it's still got the same they have like i like yeah. what you call it, equipping items and things like that and yeah and I, I don't know why i was just struggling with it last night yeah but i mean you should if you want to fuck your brain about play onimusha like the original because Using tank controls to play an action sword fighting mm. game is something else. Like it's, I found it really. It had a really strange um, lock-on mechanic. This is number two again, mm-hmm. and he would seemingly lock on to anything that was near him. So if I had smashed up a guy, and he'd fallen backwards and I wanted to carry on attacking him. If there was anyone stood up behind me, he would turn around and attack them, then leaving himself open to attack from behind from the guy that I'd downed who wasn't dead yet. So it was really tough to focus on one enemy because his auto-aiming was all over the shop. And you couldn't attack with the sword without locking on. So it was... um, It played... Yeah, it it took me a while to get used to that. That was a whole new level of tank controls that... 
yeah, somehow, but... yeah, did, did still just about work. Did you know? And this was, I bet you do, but this is just, that was news to me today again when I was looking at Itchy Tasty, that Devil May Cry started life as a Resident Evil game. Yeah. That blew my mind. <laughs> it, I, I can't think of how much, maybe, do you think the movement was, that was their non-tank control? But Because they had Resident, 4, Resident so, Evil 4 has tank control. So, so. Appa- yeah, appa- apparently, um, they had a, a 3-2-1 policy and they had, had like a sort of unwritten agreement with nintendo that basically the mainline resident evil games were going to be on nintendo and at some point they realized in the three two one policy they had would be say they had six games in development resident evil games in development three would go to nintendo two would go to playstation and one would go to microsoft oh okay um and if it was a proper named sequel to resident evil it would go to nintendo and they eventually realized because of the poor sales of nintendo's gamecube that mm-hmm. it was probably a mistake to have done that and decided to make the, put their games on that console because the consoles weren't selling as much and that was having a direct knock-on effect to like games that were multi-million pound multi-million sellers were becoming like four hundred thousand sellers and what the who's who's the director or sort of brain behind Resident Evil. That's Shinji Mikami. So he, yeah, so he had gone to some I can't remember the name of the other guy, but he had basically gone to another designer and said, "Look, Resident Evil needs a shake-up, and we need to change it to try and reinvigorate some life into this." It series. wasn't Hideki Kamiya, was it? That might be right. That sounds because he's the one who remember from one of our old podcasts. I think we did talk about the fact that he worked on Resident Evil Two until it got shelved. He did like Resident Evil One Point Five. Remember, it was yes. like, everyone was like, "This is yes. terrible." Yes. And then he had to start all over again. So it, it was him. And then he's the Bayonetta guy. Right. And I'm pretty sure he's the Devil May Cry guy. So I think that's who it would be. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right there. Right, That rings a bell. Um, and they went, right, go and do something completely different. It doesn't even have to be a horror game. Just go and make something Resident Evil that's different. And then they came back with like what eventually became devil may cry and then they're like oh no this is too different let's make <laughs> they told you to go and be different and you've gone different so let's make this a new thing which i thought was fascinating I wonder, i'd like to know how much they repurposed into more it's more just the character like dante so dante and, was and meant action. to be leon mm. hence the they actually do look fairly similar in, in yeah they do yeah, but you um, weren't you weren't swinging swords and shit though, right? He in the in when they came back in this um, sort of proof of concept, he was which was and he was jumping about. They'd wow. like bend the they bend the tank controls, mostly bend guns in favor of swords, and he was fighting demons and things like that. So Jesus, like, is, so it's really it really is basically as you see it. Yeah. It's supposed to be yeah. resonant. Wow. Yeah. Now, I thought it was just like oh they put it in a big goth, a gothic castle. And the enemies were big spiders and weird shit. I mean, they had big spiders anyway, but I didn't realise it was like, yeah, that was supposed to be Leon hopping about. And... Yeah, wow, it's, it's okay. funny looking at that through a different lens, isn't it? But yeah, that is mad. Which, but yeah, well, we played that. That's well, one yeah, thing we played, we played that played and, and we enjoyed it. it. Um, I hope we come back to Resident Evil one day because we're still. I mean, I. No, we're going to do another. We'll do another Resi marathon. That's for sure. I um sat and wrote down all the Resident Evil games. So I'm going to have a wee Resident Evil collectathon. Start collecting some of the some of the games. And there's 30 games, and we made it through what three, perhaps. Well, if you count Dino Crisis, yeah, we've oh, made it through. I, oh my god! Four I didn't even them. for the podcast: seven, eight, five, and zero. 
oh okay for this yeah okay we did pretty well then and, and but there's and there's some we even tried so like i guess onimusha's resident evil adjacent and we did play six we just decided we didn't want to keep <laughs> playing six yeah i do think that i own all of them the only physical one sorry I've not got... all of them not all 30 that's bollocks I own a lot of them. I own all the main ones. I don't own like Survivor and Outbreak and all that. Do you have any of the Game Boy ones? I have Resident Evil Deadly Silence on the DS. Oh, brilliant. Which is Resident Evil 1 remade, but also it has some touch controls in it at times. I've never played it though. I don't know why. (laughs) Because I don't want to hold a I don't want to hold a DS anymore, I think. No. Although that form factor is still pretty good. At least the new DS anyway. Yeah. That old clamshell thing was a bit of a an odd an odd that's not aged well, that <laughs> No. No, it's not pretty. I think for the most part Luigi's Mansion has aged pretty well. I think it still looks I, quite I totally nice. agree with that. The it's it's one of these things it, and we think we say at least I do, every other pod. Games that are shooting for realism have a shelf life. Whereas mm-hmm. games that are sort of going for a unique sort of a different art style. I guess that's part of the reason. Um, what's the cell shaded Zelda game? Wind Majora- Waker. Wind Waker. That still looks fantastic today as well. Yeah, anyway. even the original does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah. It's just it's. It just looks great. I think it's it's still perfectly playable. Um, we played this emulated, but I did at yeah, least half it, yeah. before you sorted me out. I played at least half the game on like the OG graphics, and I, other than a bit of, a bit of fuzzy texturing, it it was perfectly fine and looked really nice. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it wouldn't have been fully original graphics because you probably still had it in whatever it was, eight K or whatever. Yeah, it was. It would have been running at sixty frames. But then I don't know if the original one would have as well. Who knows. Well, I distinctly remember every time I used to turn my GameCube on, it would ask me if I wanted to play in 50 or 60 hertz. So, yes. Yeah, could be. I feel I feel like the... I mean, we don't get any emails anyway, so fucking... I dare someone to email us if I'm wrong here. <laughs> but I'm almost certain that the 30 FPS shit happened for the 360 and the PS3. That's when that oh, came Oh, really? Okay. I think that's when it started to drop down... Because the fidelity was getting so much higher. It's probably Halo's fault, actually. I know that was always 30 FPS. Or even the OG one? Yeah. It's only more recently that they've moved to 60. I don't know how you'd be able to get this onto the blog in any meaningful Sega way, but I'd really like you to research and write about this because I'm so interested in when it stopped being 60 and when it started being 30. And if I'm wrong about the fact that it was 30 before that. Yeah, I wonder. That's thing, that maybe deserves a bit of poking and a bit of research. Mm. Did you know that of the three Luigi's Mansion games, this has got the lowest critic score? I would have guessed that because from what I remember talking to you about briefly, uh, by talking I mean typing in the chat of your Twitch stream, um, that people were disappointed that this was what was launching with the GameCube rather than a Mario game. And I feel like that clouded the judgment of a lot of people at the time. Whereas now, I would imagine a lot of people look back on it and think it's the best one. But maybe maybe they don't. I don't know. I'd be interested. I think it is. I think cert- like people seem to certainly be very high on Luigi's Mansion 3. But I wonder if that's like a sort of saturation point thing in that so many more people have got a Switch. 
Um, probably. That it's probably sold pretty well. But the, Luigi's Mansion 2 and 3 got a, used, got a critic score of 86 on Metacritic, uh, whereas this one's only got a 78. But I would wow, say, okay. from what I've played, I've never played 3. It's certainly on my to-do list now that I've played this, but I would say this is easily better than 2, in my opinion. Um, I did... It's got a lot more going for it than 2. Mm-hmm. 2 didn't seem to have any new ideas, really, outside of a few gadgets, whereas this is the most varied one I've played. For the most part, I also don't like, um, and this is maybe a controversial opinion, and maybe for the most part is a bit dramatic, but I'm generally not a fan of games that rely on the Nintendo gimmick. You know, like of recent consoles, all the consoles have had a sort of gimmick, whether that's the waggle, whether that's 3D stuff or whatever, like... The Luigi's Mansion 2 has got a lot of gimmicks and messing about with the 3D things and it relies it does, a lot on yeah. that. Um, whereas this is just a... I like games that are just good in their own right. They don't have to rely on any crutches to be yeah. good. I think I said to you as well, what this probably was leaning on in terms of, if you want to say gimmick, um, would have been the the vacuum mechanic and the lighting effects they were now able to do with the torch. Um, I oh, feel like point. that's what this game most heavily leans into in terms of a, you know, a selling point is look at this new console we've got. Look at what we can do with physics. Now you've got this vacuum that can suck up tablecloths and curtains and all that kind of stuff. And look how we can change lighting so that your torch actually, you know, is full 360 movement, blah, blah, blah. blah so would the GameCube be the last time that Nintendo really made a big noise about yeah. powerful consoles? And they were... Yeah, and they regret the shit out of it, and that's why they've never done it since. Why do they regret it? Because it's sold like shit. And do they do they blame that on power? So they obviously saw it as they, they poured a lot of resources into developing something really powerful that could compete. Because it's, it's, it's the GameCube is more powerful than the PS2. Um, they obviously spent a lot of money as well on designing this tech that they, uh, this, you know, the, the media that they, they designed for the small GameCube discs that were supposed to aid loading speeds and also help them against piracy because it'd be a lot harder to pirate these tiny little discs. Um, kind of like Dreamcast, what they were doing with these GD rather than CD discs, but then they were just as easy to... You could just write them to CDs anyway. Yeah. Um, so they spent... Yeah, they spent all this money on this console that was second only to the Xbox in terms of power. But it sold really poorly, probably because they couldn't secure a lot of the third-party support that, that Sony had. Didn't have a DVD player either, because they made fucking stupid small discs. So that burned them a lot, and they were really reeling from GameCube. Like, if there was no Pokemon, they may have been in big trouble by that point. And then they decided they, they got this Blue Ocean strategy, which they, they tout a lot. And I found a lot about this in my um, dissertation where they decided that that was no longer an element of the market they wanted to even compete in, is trying to outdo Sony and Microsoft for power, because that's just failed and we're screwed now. So now we're going to try and get old people and kids, because kids is our bread and butter, was our bread and butter when we were in our heyday. And there's a whole market of, you know, whatever it was, 90% of the population that don't play video games, how do we get hold of them? That's when they started going with gimmicky wee shit, didn't care about graphics. Well, that's really to cut interesting. Costs where they could. Do you think so? This is. I'm going to bring this round as well. Do you think part of their gimmicky shit is also a a uniquely 
a uniquely heightened fear of piracy that Nintendo seems to have. So again, in this Itchy Tasty book that I'm getting through, they were talking about how part of the reason that they decided to go for carts with the N64 was because they're harder to pirate than a disc. And at that time, CDs were really easy to pirate. So you see them doing that, and then yeah, I wonder if that was part of the mini discs, um, the reason yeah, that they went for that again. Then I was yeah. thinking about I can't remember the Wii, but then I was thinking about the Wii U, which again used its own proprietary Blu-ray Did format. It? Yes, um, and then then on top of that, I'm thinking about how bloody litigious they are every time a website pops up with some ROMs from a game that they've not released or engaged with in 25, 25 years or the fact that mm-hmm. they'll take anyone to court that even like gives Mario a wink. Um, it's an, this is an odd journey that they've been on of just being like mega litigious, which then, as you were saying that, is that part... Or maybe they're just going for fun and it's a knock-on. Like, how do you pirate a Wii game, really? You can't mm, I, because it's I, because you, the, the control input. That's true. That's true. But unless we forget, Nintendo started as this. They They've started in the like games this. industry at, like this. They started in the games industry when Atari had shit the bed and the whole industry was fucked. And that was primarily because Atari had a console that had absolutely no restrictions on who could make games for it and what the games were. None whatsoever. So what you ended up with was Eating. thousands of games for the Atari that were fucking shit. Yeah. And people were, people were just churning out any old shit. Parents were buying them for their kids, finding out that the games were garbage, returning them. And retailers were getting super pissed off that they're getting all these things returned. Then they started cutting the costs of stuff because nobody's buying games that were so shit. So then they started selling games for five bucks when they should have been 50. So Atari's losing a shit ton of money on all of that. Then they're cutting the cost of the console, and that's why the video game market crashed because they were just losing money on everything. So Nintendo then bust in with the NES and said, right, you have to uh, pay us to make games on our console. We produce the cartridges. We test it. And if, apparently if, if your game even had any bugs in it, Nintendo would reject it and you'd have to fix it because so many of the Atari games were broken. So Nintendo has always been so you know, uh, protective of everything that they put out. That's what the whole Nintendo seal of quality is all about. Yeah. Is that this was them trying to say, look, we understand you're reticent to spend money on this again, but we're going to try and guarantee that no one's ripping you off. And then even then you had people trying to like reverse engineer their cartridges because they had security chips in the carts. They were trying to reverse engineer the NES. There's a company called Tengen that they took to court because Tengen started so making did. their own carts and all that kind of shit. So they've got massive previous from the yeah, word go right. in the games industry for this kind of stuff was it that sega book that we both got our way through that they were talking about how nintendo would only give a certain amount of carts or they would only allow like that's so right like, so they would say you can only release x a number of games a year and that's why you that's got, right you get a lot of little pop-up companies that were actually like like konami subsidiaries because they just wanted to release like six games in a year rather than exactly three that nintendo would allow them to exactly because it was flooded the market was flooded before that and People weren't buying it and it was getting reduced. So they wanted to, yeah, to avoid that. But yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Telling them how yeah. many they can release in a year and stuff. Yeah. And obviously taking a cost of what they sold, what they made on every game sold. No wonder they were absolutely booming by the time the, you know, the SNES came out. But they certainly were not for the GameCube era. 
And now you look at the mobile games market and it's flooded with shit as well <laughs> again. Yeah, and Apple are taking a cut of that. Yeah. They just don't do the quality control. <laughs> no, they just can't they be asked with any of that. No, no, no. <laughs> Neither does Steam. Um, but I love... I slight tangent I fucking love the GameCube I think it's one of my favourite consoles of all time it's, it's got I totally incredible missed it when I was younger I totally missed it so you'd have been like PS2 like every other cool person yeah playing Tony Hawk nothing but Tony Hawk <laughs> and Dave Mira freestyle BMX yeah BMX XXX no that was on um, PS1 wasn't it <laughs> but yeah but um, Luigi's Mansion back to that, was released on the 14th of September 2001 in Japan, on the 18th of November in 2001 in the US, and of the 3rd of May 2002 in the European Union. How's about that for a fucking delay for a console? That is quite a, quite a delay, isn't it? Um, Imagine that now. What did you say? What was the first, what was the Japanese one? Jap- Japan, it came out on the 14th of September 2001. So October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Eight months we had to wait for a console to come out. Yep. I mean, that's a PS5 waiting time now, but that's for a different reason. <laughs> this was this was actually Nintendo not letting us have it yet. That is mental. That is wild. I didn't realise that either. Um, but yes, as, as Alex has alluded to, Luigi's Mansion was a launch title for the GameCube and was the first game in the Mario franchise to release on the console. And it was apparently the second game ever to be released in which Luigi is the main character instead of Mario. Do you know the first one? It's Mario is missing, isn't it? You've nailed that, yep. I don't know snares. much. I've I've watched a Let's Play on Giant Bomb of that. Have you? That yeah. must have been fun. Um, that was quite cool. It's an it's an an odd an entertainment game. game, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's unlike anything else that has ever been released with Mario on it. It's a very a yeah. very odd game, but interesting. Yes. Um, let's get this out of the way because I guess it's not it's not the core part to this game but it's probably worth mentioning so i'll give you a give you guys a quick run through of the plot and then we can have a quick chat about it so luigi finds out that he's won a mansion in a competition that he never entered alarm bells should be ringing at this point this sounds like a fake call send me your bank details and you've won this competition but anyway uh, yeah this uh, is the guy who bought my blink 182 vinyl on ebay and then never paid me did he not no, he asked me to. He asked if he could delay the payment until yesterday. Still didn't pay me. Sneaky bastard. Reported. Yep. After telling Mario, the pair agreed to meet at the mansion that evening. Upon his arrival at the mansion, Mario is nowhere to be found. So Luigi enters Ed Mansion by himself, and once he goes in, he is found attacked and attacked by a ghost. Luckily, however, he is saved in the nick of time by a scientist called Professor Elvin Gad. After retreating to Gad's lab, which Alex rightfully noticed is almost definitely an outside toilet, Gad explains (laughs) that the mansion is supernatural in origin and only appeared a few days ago. Gad also informs Luigi that that he saw Mario heading towards the mansion, but has not seen him since. Once he learns of Mario being Luigi's brother, Gad arms Luigi with his ghost hunting equipment, which is the Poltergust 3000 and the Game Boy Horror, and Luigi re-enters the mansion in search for Mario. As Luigi and the player explore the mansion, they gradually discover that King Boo has made the mansion and has in, so it's invented the mansion, created the mansion, something like that, and yeah. as well as a false contest to trap the brothers, and he has indeed successfully trapped Mario, who he has placed inside a painting. Eventually, Luigi forces a showdown with King Boo, who is 
in a sort of robotic Bowser outfit. And upon <coughs> defeating Boo, Luigi is able to escape and rescue Mario, then use the money collected throughout the game to build himself a nice new house. The story's garbage. I have questions. But it's quite fun. I have questions. Go. Shoot. First of all, Luigi is the winner of the mansion. Yes. What a thoughtful gesture to let his brother know and invite him to come with him. Yes. However, his brother is a greedy Mamma Mia and decided he was going to go there a couple of days early. I'm going to bust in. <laughs> All right, Just house thief. Well, you got what you deserved. Picking his bedroom. Yeah, yeah, pissing all over it to yeah. mark his territory. <laughs> he, I, he also took a gang of toads. Do you think he was just like he was just going to turn up and toads? Hey, Mario's got his heavies in the door. Chase all the fucking locks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Squatters' rights. <laughs> what a fucking prick! And then also, speaking of pricks, Egad's just been watching him. Yeah, he just stood and watched. Oh, by the way, mate. Um, some bloke came here two days ago. Went in. I haven't seen him since. Maybe he's just you know having a really big sleep, but also I've not, I've not gone in to check him. I mean, I know I live in the toilet that's just across the, you know, the grass, but I can't be bothered to go in and help him. Now he's your brother. We might as well rescue him. But if you, if you hadn't showed up and you weren't his brother, <laughs> I'd have let the cunt stay in a painting. Don't give a shit. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh you're, he's your brother. Well, well, we better do something about it then. Cause otherwise yeah. he was, he was done. He was done. <laughs> I mean, I know the house didn't even exist before a few days ago. So I was just one man in a port cabin by himself. <laughs> I didn't think, away. You know, I thought that was weird. But when a man went in there, I thought, hmm, I hope somebody comes along to see what's going on here. Otherwise, nobody will know. <laughs> could have phoned the police. What a scumbag. Checked, could have looked for a light going on. Nah, was not worried. Nah, not even the slightest. I mean, maybe he did spend all of his time building the good God. Do you know the name of it? The Portergust 3000. The... No, the other thing that we neither of us can say. The... Game Boy Horror? No, the big machine. Oh, I don't know what that's called. The ghost Patreon subscriber of fire or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> Maybe he was making that. It seems quite complex. That's an odd sort of like, I don't know, what's he got like a three, it's like a 3D printer that turns ghosts into <laughs> paintings. Yeah. That's an odd thing to have. Actually, never think about it. He's got his art gallery of ghost paintings that miraculously disappeared. One. That emptied themselves. Why did it? What does he do? Why has he got so that? Hang on. Uh, and where are these ghosts supposedly meant to have lived? The the mansion didn't exist. So what are these paintings of? Somebody thought if there was a mansion over on that big empty patch of grass over there. Yeah. I wonder who would live in it, and I wonder what they'd look like as ghosts. And I wonder if I should paint them. And I wonder if I should put those paintings up in this fucking gallery <laughs> in the fucking outhouse. <laughs> I love the idea that. Um... King Boo gets in and he, he he finds his way to this gallery and he's walking around and then he's like, oh, there's there's a guy called Slim Bankshot. I'm going to make a mansion and I'm going to put a billiards table in there. <laughs> That's and handy. He'd like that. There's some kids. I'm going to make them a bedroom. This girl <laughs> looks like she wets the bed, so let's just stick her in there. But on the ceiling. So if she does wet the bed, it you know it will just drip to the floor. She won't get wet. <laughs> yeah that's that's me. yeah that's that. true maybe that's why she's upside down yeah but he still built he still built a machine to make ghosts into pa- there were no ghosts that that machine was not if that machine was made in the days since the mansion arrived he's the fastest worker or he has an army of slaves that we never got to meet because he's created all of this 
for a function that only works on ghosts. And before a few days ago, there were no ghosts. Yes. He's very lucky that it came to be useful as quickly as it did. Otherwise, what a waste of time. These ghosts must have been trapped in their painting prison with Professor Egad for a long time in the run-up to this I think he's a serial ghost catcher? And he he's been ha- be. he was hoarding all the ghost paintings. Yeah. And then King Boo came and released them. Maybe yeah, he, he's the bad guy. He could be. You did you did guy. say, do you ever think <laughs> that maybe I'm the guy that's the bad guy? Because in most of these most of these ghost encounters, the special well, the boss ones, they're not actually doing anything. Like Slim Bankshot <laughs> again, I know he, he keeps coming up, but Slim Bankshot is just playing pool. And you yeah. just you go in there and fuck his shit up for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> you shoot you shoot pool balls <laughs> at his face. And then there's that wifey that plays you a nice song. Yeah. And then you're like, thanks for that, lady. Now get in my yeah, it's nice. It was nice jamming with you, but also, yeah, but also sucky sucky. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely the bad guys. Children, he's just relentless. Just kids. A girl's just wet in the bed. She's she's going through a tough time in her life. Nah. In the Hoover. I know, she's like, like in that, that one that wets the bed, clearly upset about wetting the bed. And she's like, I promise won't the bed wet the bed. So you just like come in there with a hose, essentially. She's yeah. a child. Imagine if you did yeah. that to your daughter. Just She had she had a, a wet bed wetting problem. So you solved that one night by running in with a hose when she was <laughs> sleeping. Hose of the fuck now. Yeah. Uh, but do you want to see my new chainsaw or mask? Um... <laughs> And what was it? I mean, there's a baby there. Caught death. Why is there a baby? There's oh, a ghost. That's, that's grim. Yeah. Why are you dead? You're only a baby. Oh, or were you born goodness. as a ghost? There's a few of these things throughout the Mario world that is like quite sinister. So like, there's like, yeah, Luigi causing shit in this game, and then there's the animation that people think is it Super Mario World that looks at like every time Mario jumps, he's like smacking Yoshi in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. Donkey punching him. Yeah, and then there's one I like to come on to, like um, the Mario is it Odyssey, where you where I'm pretty sure Mario dies and you're his reanimated corpse. Is it Odyssey? Oh, right, at the beginning. Yeah, and you yeah. play the whole game as is, is basically the corpse of Mario. It's brutal. <laughs> Mario's missing there, all right. He's definitely he is definitely missing there. Um, where were we at? Christ, what a dark game. This is yeah. darker than the next game we're going to play, I reckon. Darker than all the ones. <laughs> it could be, yeah. Um, so I take it you've got... I mean, I don't, other than what we've just spoken about. I, the the plot in these Mario games exists to propel you through, and it does enough to do that without being... You're not. I think we're thinking about it, obviously because it's funny to do so, but we're, we're going deeper than I think the the designers intended you to go, you sort of just take it at face value. Ghosts are automatically bad unless they're called Casper. Stick them in the vacuum and then move on with your life. That's all the story is. There's Yeah, there's a backstory to it, but we can't be bothered to make you watch it. Don't worry about it. Just just take it at face value. Luigi won this mansion. He doesn't understand why, but he's gone there anyway. Yeah. We'll just start from where he gets to the mansion. We don't need the, we don't need the journey. We just need the destination. And off we go from there. Um... And they even cut out the CGI like scene from the beginning. Yeah. That they showed at what was it? Tokyo. Uh, Nintendo Game Space Show? World 2000 oh, Space or something World. Like that. Yeah. I don't know what that is, do you? That was like their own event that they used to hold every year before 
I don't know. No, E3 was still a thing. They still did. They just E3, kind of yeah. did it themselves. Then when they were, they were obviously a big enough deal. Blazing the road trail. Showing yeah. off wave race to applause. Yeah, I was. I this is this continually surprised me how much wave race gets is like popular. It's way more popular than I it than I assume it is in my head. It definitely has like a a nostalgia factor to it, where there's yeah. only really been a couple of games, and oh, I remember that one. Um, interesting to obviously see in this space world footage that you know the OG Zelda. It was not cel shaded. Yeah, that never ever came to be. I guess they kind of treaded back towards that with um, Twilight Princess, but that yeah. was just a yeah. I mean, most of that was just demo footage of nothing. Well, yeah. So we will loop back around to that, but apparently, I, I, I'm and I'm assuming by the time Nintendo Space World came out, because they they had sort of changed. But initially, Luigi's Mansion was just a tech demo. It wasn't meant to be a fully fledged game. Um, and they were doing things they were like testing out mario characters in dolls houses and things like that and trying to like like different yeah. control inputs and things like that and eventually at some point they decided to move it into this haunted mansion and and given the footage that at space world i'm assuming that they had already made that decision by that point to make it into a game because that looks pretty finished and pretty complete and pretty accurate to what they ended up with um but was there actually any gameplay i didn't see any i didn't Did you no um just the sort of opening sequence that we yeah, saw. Yeah, so maybe it wasn't. It could be. I mean, Wikipedia claims it was post that, but then the game came out. Okay, fair I mean, it was, if it was Nintendo Space World 2000, that's a year before the game came out. You've got to think at least something was in the works by that point. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I guess it had to be, yeah. Yeah. Um, a quick rundown of the gameplay. Um, so the game takes place over four stages with players able to access the training room and an art gallery, which will eventually be repopulated by the paintings. Well, it was an empty art gallery, um, repopulated by paintings of ghosts as the game progresses. Did you ever go in and have a look? Never once. What's not, the point? Not after I was forced to. Um, <laughs> in each stage, players control Luigi as he explores the mansion's rooms and hunts down ghosts within, acquiring keys to get through locked doors and eventually dealing with the boss. Ghost hidden at the end of each stage. I really enjoyed these ghost, ghost battles and I really mm-hmm. jived with the fact that each one had its own unique puzzle that you had to try and work out. You basically just had absolutely. to work out how to annoy them. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and then move on. Um, yeah, they were really good fun. They, yeah, I mean, what did he do? He, he shot ice at a woman having a lovely hot shower. Yes. Opened the curtains on somebody trying to put their makeup on so she'd get the wind blowing on her as we already discussed he ruined slim bank shots billiards game by yeah by launching billiards at his face um there's the one where you steal that boy's dinner (laughs) yeah yeah that's true yeah he's just trying to have a lovely dinner and you just suck it away how do you annoy the kids henry and orville the two ones that go about you play well they actually want to play hide and seek that's right yes so you uh you basically cheat in hide and seek to annoy them and they get raging because you don't stick to the rules. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. No, no vacuums are allowed in hide and seek. No it's a golden rule. No. To do all this, um, Luigi's armed, as we said before, with a vacuum cleaner called the Portogus three thousand and something called a Game Boy Horror and a torch. How did you find the gameplay loop in general? Was it good, bad, simple, overly simple, just just enough? It is relatively simple. Um, in that it is a very streamlined experience. I suppose that should be expected of Nintendo that they don't want to waste your time stopping you from playing 
the game and getting into the action. Every time you get a key, tells you immediately what that key does and where it is. That's one you go. thing. You can go um, straight to the door. That's one thing I wanted to bring up actually was the game by horror. Given some of the games we've been playing over the last summer, the the way the map works in this is great by comparison. Yeah. I only wish you could scan over the map and look at the room names to just help me figure... Like when you have to go to the wash room yes. or the wardrobe room, that would actually make things a bit easier to, to find your way around rather than going every room one at a time. Yes, I agree with that. Um, yeah, because there's a couple of times that Egad told me to go to like the wardrobe room and I was like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I don't to- remember being in it. No. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Now, the other thing I wanted was I would be quite nice... If the room changed color when you had f- figured out if you had got everything in it, because I initially thought it was doing that, but I think maybe it was just because of the area that you. Yeah, were in. it was you that rectified my assumption of that as well by saying that's just the area that the 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 the, the rooms become unlocked in, which was a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, I mean, very minorly helpful. I don't really understand much of why they colored them no, that way. There was no gameplay reason for that there's one part where like you you could kind of only get to the left side of some of the floors through one certain way i think that's going up the stairs and through the door and then the right side you had to go through the lower door there's that key and the key you never found yeah yeah, like that thing is a that's the thing i guess i it just became at the end i was trying to round up the booze and i well you watched me i did a sweep through every room i had found I did, yeah. And never found. I was two booze missing. But then, so like looking back at what you did, you must you found a key that I didn't find and you found an extra boo, which makes me think there's hidden rooms that I missed. I genuinely don't know how I would have got that key that you didn't because that key opened such a critical door yeah. to stop you having to go a long way round. I don't know how you didn't find it. I was looking up, like, f- try to find some fun facts about this game. And apparently you can get King Boo without having caught all the ghosts. And that's another thing. I can't figure out how you're supposed to even do that. Because I thought that the last ghost before King Boo was that he's the painting guy and he gives you the key to that. And he's kind of like a mini boss. Yeah, you sort he spams of, all those different you, types you, of Yeah, you get, you, all the, you get all the sort of regular type ghosts yeah. fired back at you, don't you? Yeah. How did you find the boos? Uh, well, I don't know if I actually answered your question before, but I, I do love the gameplay of this. Um, as we said, it was yeah. it was relatively simple, but um, no it's guns. Just, yeah, it's just one thing. This is the best example in the Luigi's Mansion franchise of one mechanic that is expanded upon through what they allow you to do with that one mechanic, rather than mm-hmm. the subsequent games have just thrown more mechanics on top of it whereas this keeps things very limited to yeah you've got the the vacuum cleaner yes you can do some things with elemental stuff like fire and ice or whatever which is very pretty simple puzzles it's pretty shallow though isn't it it's very yeah but as you said earlier it's the way that you have to figure out how you can get to the stage where the vacuum cleaner is now the weapon you're going to have to use Mm to suck the ghost up other than that but before that you're trying to figure out how you can as you said annoy them which is what i think is this game's strongest point is that there's the variety is built around the core mechanic of the vacuum cleaner whereas the subsequent games the variety is on top of the vacuum cleaner and it's x-ray vision or the guigi thing from luigi's mansion 3 it it's not it doesn't complicate things it just it just i guess dilutes what makes 
the, the vacuum as fun as it does. So yeah, this is something this I was trying to think back. I sometimes find it difficult to sort of put myself back in like the 2001 mindset, but so I don't really know if it's very unique, but there's no upgrades and leveling up in this game. You, you, What you have at the start of the game is roughly what you finish with, obviously with the medallions aside. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that they, they go for that. I don't think that, yeah, I think the money, I swear the money has a use in other games outside of buying him a house. <laughs> and you can upgrade stuff with the money. But don't don't quote me on that because it's been a while since I've played him. Apparently, in a sort of concept for this game, they had introduced RPG elements which would affect what ghosts were doing and ghost placements in real time within the map. Um, mm-hmm. But they obviously decided against doing that at, I wonder if the game's perhaps better for that because there's a simplicity to this that yeah. I think's quite nice. It's certainly unusual by 2022 standards. I don't know how unusual it would have been in 2001, but yeah, it's just you're right to sort of build on what you said before. It's just this sort of very simple concept that works and is fun to engage with. And because it works and it's fun to engage with, they don't need to sort of layer all this other stuff on top of it. Yeah, which you know, is is at the heart of every great Nintendo game, really. Yeah, it's why Zelda never had RPG, despite the fact that Zelda, the original Zelda, copied, I guess, the fantasy elements and the style of contemporary RPGs that were coming out of Japan at that time, like Dragon Quest, for example. Mm. But they very specifically did not want to have leveling up and all that kind of stuff. That's why they give you items in a zelda game that then that's their way of giving you level up like oh now you've got a bow or now you've got a slingshot or now you've got a whatever yeah that's what they wanted to, to do rather than com- over complicate things there as well it's all about core gameplay it's all about keeping it as you said simple and focused how did you find so I, one thing i i never even i never managed to figure it out for some of the ghosts but each sort of ghost type had its own unique way that you were supposed to capture it and there was like so i noticed you know the big there's the big blue ghost that would sort of come at you and then smack the ground yeah it wasn't until later on the game that i noticed that if you let him smack the ground then shine your torch on him he doesn't disappear as fast and then when i started like joining that together there were certain points in which you should shine your torch on each enemy that would allow you to catch them better. But there were some of them I just never okay. figured out. The ones that were eating the bananas could not yeah. figure out when I was meant to fire my torch at them at all. Whenever I caught them, that was that was pure luck. Yeah, getting near them was pretty tough because it was mm-hmm. always a, just a minefield of bananas to have to wade through. And then they start dragging you around into the bananas. Yeah, that's the only tactic I ever really picked up was, as I, said, I think I said to you, is like to let them drag you away from a pack if you're getting ganked. Yeah, that was smart. But other than that, tactics, yeah, probably didn't come into it as much as... I did tend to try and turn the light off a lot and just wait to see if I got attacked. That was another thing I learned from you, come at yeah. Me earlier. Yeah. Yeah, as the you booze, said... as you mentioned, um, not as not as enjoyable as the, as the ghosts. It was... They're just more of a an annoyance it yeah i found it annoying it was more that when they would go into another room they didn't always go into another room that was sort of easily gettable there was there was sometimes, sometimes it was locked yeah sometimes it was locked sometimes you had to go through like two other rooms to get to the room they had gone into yeah it just became there was one that you probably watched me do where it was such a chore because one of the rooms i had to move through was a room filled with dust and yeah, until i been there myself just going back and forth through that area and eventually you realize oh you don't need to hoover all this up you can just zap yourself in the roof but it was still a hassle because you had to 
mm. hoover up a dust pile, at least one dust pile every time you went into that room for yeah. tea walk through and then you'd maybe get one little health point down and the ghost from 300 <laughs> and then you go yeah, back to the room again. again but at least they were different i guess they sort of added a a different sort of dynamic to the game um if anything they're the biggest story aspect of it exactly they are part of king boo's clan but i think the the biggest issue is that as i said to you after you've caught all the ghosts and the lights go on in every room there's a boo in it afterwards yeah like it, it, it no longer becomes a surprise yeah or a or a puzzle element of the game if every boo is in every room that you clear immediately after you clear it yeah i, I do think there probably had to be some sort of boo like mission maybe boo like well even just mean? like a boo like character because oh i see yeah it's the only it's the only enemy type that i can think of that sort of joins the mansion together into one cohesive whole each other ghost is sort of stuck in the room that they're in meaning that yeah. each room is its own thing and i think without the booze maybe you could argue that the the mansion doesn't feel like a proper mansion and just feels like individual areas That's that you're moving point. into that is um, a fair point that yeah the, the booze tie it together in a way but i just wish it did it slightly less frustratingly i think <laughs> would be give it uh, why do they have to have 300 health what's the point of that i mean that's just overkill yeah considering you can take maybe 20 off at a time and then you have to leave the room and go into a different one yeah that's totally. just like it's way too much the elemental medallions i think we've, we've kind of touched on it already they were perhaps a bit simple i mean like You've got the. They one... seemed a bit of an afterthought, really. Yeah. They didn't use it. They didn't utilize it very much. And really, they didn't really change anything. I.e., like other than maybe lighting the candles, whether or it was the water, the flaming door, the fire, or the ice, they all they were all the same thing, really, mm. just different colors. Like you got ghosts that were weak to certain things, didn't you, throughout yeah. the game and your interaction was still the same depending on what, no matter what medallion you had, it was still hold the left LT and fire it at the ghost and it would sort of be damaged in the exact same way. Yeah, and then, and then that adds another element of backtracking into things if you don't yeah. have the right element and you have to go find it. That's one thing I will say for the subsequent Yo- uh, Yoshi, the subsequent Luigi's Mansion games is that they definitely, the additional mechanics they layered on top of it were utilized a lot more than these were but mm. this has more variation in the type of ghost that you're after oh really okay the, yeah that's quite interesting I, I don't remember the other two having really that many different types of ghosts at all like other than maybe a boss one i could be wrong i could mm. i could be remembering incorrectly but i remember especially the second one it's just a lot of like normal ghosts but you've got different types of puzzles based on what kit you've got whereas this one like almost every ghost is different which is why i like it so much yes i'd agree with that um i Am I being unfair in that when thinking back, like it's maybe me, I'm just being a bit picky, but I don't feel like they leaned into the fact that you've got a vacuum cleaner on your back enough. There was like two occasions that I can think of that actually utilized the vacuum. There was, or maybe three. There was the, when you suck up the dust in the ground, there was, when you suck up the ghost dinner, 
and then hmm. there was the ability to like pull tablecloths and stuff. So there was like a couple booze that you could find by pulling a tablecloth off because you could see yeah. them sitting under the tablecloth. I would have yeah. liked to see maybe, maybe, and but then when I'm actually thinking about it, like if someone went, "What is it you want from that?" I'm not sure. <laughs> I just wanted to feel more like I was using a vacuum cleaner than I did. Um, but maybe I'm yeah. just being picky. It's a, I it's mean, a there, small... there was that bit where you were trying to. I was trying to make you <laughs> spin round those hanging airplane toys. Oh yeah, wasn't doing yeah, anything. Yeah, fair I mean, enough. If they could have actually just let us do that, that might actually have been better. Yeah, if that was a, there was a point in doing that, but I felt like there actually wasn't, and I was just wasting your time telling you to do it. No, maybe it is used more than I think. I was just yeah, okay. I think I may be wrong on that. Um, apparently, the European version of Luigi's Mansion is the only version of the game that has the mirrored mansion. So when you complete, oh okay, when you complete the game, another option appears in the menu called what is it, Secret Mansion? Is that Hidden, right? Maybe Hidden Mansion. That's right. Um. And in the European version, it is the same mansion, but everything's mirrored. Um, and then the, uh, to add to the difficulty, which all three versions of the game have, they have oh, your your Porter Gust is one and a half times more powerful. You, the ghosts have more health, and the bosses apparently are do certain a bit more damage. So like Orville, I think and, you take more damage anyway. Right. Okay. Well. Um, so like, there's like the rocking horses when you're in the baby level; they're harder to avoid and things like that. Um, oh, okay. But so so all of them have a, a harder mode, just the European one's the only one where it's also mirrored. Yes, that's correct. Right. Um, yeah, and Weird. that's... I wonder why. Yeah. I, after having looking at the release schedule, I wonder if it's just that, oh, we've blue-balled we've, we've, we've <laughs> these, these lads enough. Let's just, um, let's just give them something extra. The, the development of the game, it was quite hard to find a bit of info about the development of the game. It was quite, it was quite thin on the ground, which to me just suggests that it was perhaps just a straightforward development cycle. But it was initially revealed, or reveled as I've written this in my notes, at hmm. Nintendo Space World in 2000s, and it was used as a technological demo to showcase the graphical capabilities of the GameCube. So this consider, consisted of FMV footage that didn't end up being included in the final, final release, um... They probably should have. I don't know why that is. No, they probably should have included that that weird sort of zombie-looking Luigi. It's interesting. Brilliant. I I wondered if so. It's in my sort of facts at the end here, but let me see if I can again quickly find it. And I wonder if this is partly why they dropped it. So there was in earlier versions of Luigi Mansion there was a timer on the HUD. So according to Nintendo Power Magazine, this was because Luigi had only 24 hours to save Mario. It was never explained what happened if he failed, but fans have speculated that Mario, along with the mansion, would have disappeared or that Luigi would have been possessed. The speculation is based on leftover ranking files in the game's data. Three unused renders show Luigi holding a flower and looking depressed, him looking unhappy and making a peace sign, another of him making two peace signs. I wonder if you failed he got possessed and just sort of became part of the mansion ghosts. But that sounds like a timer for the whole game. Imagine playing 23 yeah. of the game's 24 hours and then failing. Yeah. What do you have to do then? Start all over again? Yeah. I, I mean, you're so. obviously going to be locked into a save that's going to not work. Bork. Yeah. That would be terrible. Yes. Maybe a good thing they've decided to get rid of yeah. that. <laughs> get rid of oh, yeah, that. That's an awful idea. <laughs> um, yeah, so the original plan for Religious Mansion involved a game where 
The levels revolved around a large mansion or complex. Tests were later done with Mario characters, as we've mentioned before, of Mario characters in dolls' houses and the the likes of that. Um, But the initial footage of Luigi in the mansion is apparently just a graphic showcase and nothing more. But it was eventually decided to transition the graphic showcase into a full-fledged game, which would become Luigi's Mansion. Once this transition was made, Luigi was selected as the main character in order to keep the game original and new. The other gameplay ideas such as ghosts the other gameplay ideas such as ghosts and the ghost sucking vacuum cleaner were added at a later point. Um older mm. concepts of the game such as this is the role playing system that I was speaking about, which made real time changes to the rooms as well as a cave area located underneath the mansion were scrapped due to the inclusion of new ideas. Of these new ideas like the the vacuum cleaner, etc. Okay. Luigi's Mansion music was composed by Shinobu Tanaka and Kazumi Totaka, and as such contains the Totaka song, which we have discovered apparently is in every game that Totaka is involved in, which is really Even if he's not the sound director. Yeah, it's really quite fun, that. Um, Yeah, here it is. My favourite version might be uh, the Zelda one is good. I think that's maybe the best. The Link's one. Awakening one's great. Yeah, but this fits this fits the melody best. This was good. A, kind of a spooky tune. Yeah. Halfway through, the notes just don't seem to fit properly. It almost goes a bit flat on itself. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah. Um. So in this one, you find the Taka song uh, by waiting on the controller configuration screen at the training room for about three and a half minutes. The main theme of Luigi's Mansion was orchestrated and arranged by Shogo Sakai. And whistled by Charles Martinet. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's also the same composer that did Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Do you like the way that they did that soundtrack in this game? Where if you haven't cleared a room, there's music and it's scary. And once you have, there's basically nothing but Luigi whistling. Did you like that? I, I like it on paper more than I like it in execution because it's cool. It's a cool idea. Yeah. But the music only plays when it's spooky and scary. And then once you've cleared it, it's like calm, quiet, mm. Luigi's more relaxed whistling. But hearing nothing but whistling for 90% of the game is actually kind of annoying. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Um, there's also mm. instances in which the there's a bit where you, you go up and down the stairs in one of the, one of the areas and the transition is really quite sharp between light and dark. Um, and it happens before you climb the stairs. That wound me up over and over again. What that area resulted in me though doing would be like Matt, luigi would be like whistling and relaxed and then the animations would cross over so that like he would be simultaneously whistling and being scared at the same time and yeah. that, that bit was sort of grating on me a little bit because he's like whistling and he's supposed to be relaxed but he's clearly shitting himself <laughs> yeah because he's almost he almost starts humming it as well doesn't he yeah. halfway up the stairs yeah and he whips his torch out that bit really wound me up as well because usually you'd be going from one floor that's cleared out and all you know the lights are on to another floor that's cleared out and all the lights are on but there's just a staircase with some bats in it and you can never clear it out i didn't understand that they they drew really weird um yeah the game doesn't have many voice actors it's only got the two that i could could find well other than the the sort of like i couldn't tell so see professor egad was he speaking in japanese or is that like simlish gibberish i couldn't tell in the japanese version egad's name is hakase oyama 
which is actually apparently a dual reference. Um, so it's a nod to the Nintendo designer Yoshiyuki Oyama, who created EGAD. And uh, the exclamation in Japanese that means, oh my. So oh. he, you can actually hear him say his Japanese name, which uh, you can hear him say Oyama sometimes when he falls over. He actually, so even in the localized version, he will say Oyama, Oyama. Interesting. Sometimes when he falls over. Yeah. As well as Sukuzuku. Yeah, I was a big fan of that. Yeah. I don't know why. Which I don't think is Japanese. I think it's just him telling you to suck stuff up in a weird way. Yeah. Um, so maybe this uh, research I did was is probably wrong then. So it does, I think it's just noting that this game does have Charles Martinet in it and it does have Jen Taylor in it, who is the voice of Toad. So Just going, Yeah, just it, screeching, it? yeah. Um, yeah. Luigi's Mansion apparently received an award for its audio by BAFTA Interactive Entertainment Award in 2002, which I think probably in 2001, 2002, this probably was quite groundbreaking and interesting, especially like the whistling. The whistling is maybe yeah. not so much of a note in 2022, but back then it probably was a thing. So Yeah. This is one thing I didn't know. Apparently all GameCube systems support the display of stereoscopic 3D. And okay. Luigi's Mansion was initially planned to use, utilize this th- feature. However, 3D televisions were not widespread at the time, no. and it was deemed that compatible displays would be too cost prohibitive for the consumer. Um, it would apparently cost more than the GameCube itself. So, as a result, <laughs> the feature was not enabled outside of development. That's a shame. It's quite cool that it, interesting that even back then they were thinking about 3D and messing about. With they were it. desperate, weren't they? Yeah, that was a virtual boy hangover, I think. <laughs> That's another thing I've I've never ever had my hands on a virtual boy. Have you? There was one at Play Expo and I didn't go near it. I don't know why. Thought it might give me a yeah, fucking say, you'll, migraine. Or you'll something. get pink eye off it or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> also that. Yeah. yeah. Um, commercially, Luigi's Mansion is the most successful GameCube launch title. That's that's a that is a heavily Not- ca- caveat. Yeah. Like it is it is the most successful game that was launched that also came out on a Sunday at three p.m. That is yeah, too many caveats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what were the other launch games? Oh, I don't know. Let's have a look. This is this is this is great chat. GameCube launch games. It must have been Wave Race. Must have been in there. I think yeah. Which is a good. That's a good Wave Race game. The so best one, I think. We have. Let me. See. You can tell me if they're good or bad because you probably played most of these. Luigi's Mansion, good. Super Monkey Ball, that's good. I've Brilliant. That. Brilliant. Wave Race, Blue Storm. Never played that. Good. All-Star Baseball 2002. No. Batman Vengeance by Ubisoft. No, I've never even heard of that. Crazy Taxi, apparently. Well, I'll be damned. What? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Dave Mira Freestyle BMX 2. Interesting. Disney's, More than I thought. Yeah, Disney's Tarzan, Madden 2002, NHL Hits 2002, Star Wars Rose. That's brilliant. NHL Hits. Yeah, brilliant game, that is. Um, Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2. Also brilliant. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Oh my god, this is a hefty brilliant. launch lineup. Uh, FIFA That's t- fucking mad. We're not even halfway through. FIFA 2002, Bloody Roar, Primal Fury, Burnout, Cell Damage, Donald Duck, Quack Attack, Driven Bam it by Bam Entertainment, ESPM, International Winter Sports, Extreme G3, International Superstar Soccer 2, Sonic Adventure 2, and Universal Studios Theme Parks. I quite a big lineup. Sonic actually. Adventure 2! Is that seriously the launch lineup? Yeah. 
The, the American GameCube launch came on the 18th of November and brought along these additions. My yeah. God. That is so many games. And that's actually not damning with faint praise anymore. Because there's some shit hot games in there that so, sold more than. When the GameCube originally launched in Japan, it only had Luigi's Mansion, Super Monkey Ball, and Wave Race. Um, that and it, sounds more like what I was expecting. And yeah. it wasn't until the November launch of the US that they had those games plus all the ones we just spoke about. In fact, no, nice. no, 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 no. Sorry, I am wrong. In the Japanese release, they had Luigi's Mansion, Super Monkey Ball, and Wave Race. By the time it got to November, they had added the Baseball, Batman, Crazy Taxi, Dave Mira, Tarzan, Madden, NHL, Star Wars, and Tony Hawk. By the next May, they had all those games, plus FIFA, Bloody Roar, Burnout, Cell Damage, Donald. So this was that what I've just read out is European release launch. I see. So Yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense, especially because it had been out in other territories for a while, so obviously they'll have added yeah. to their launch lineup. Imagine if they were just like, yeah, you're only getting Wave Race, Monkey Ball, and Luigi Mansion. You've got to have the same as everybody else. Yeah, you'll be on the same months, cadence. But, yeah. <laughs> you'll get them eight months' time from now. Yeah. Um, it was GameCube's best-selling title of November 2001, selling 257,000 it. <laughs> 257, units during its first week on sale. Um, according to Nintendo, the game was a large driving force behind the GameCube's launch sales and sold more copies in its opening week than Mario 64. I wonder if that is that... Yeah, that is mental. That is mental. Is that simply that the games industry is larger? Did the PlayStation already exist when the N64 came out as well? The PS1 did. Yeah, so maybe there's that. Yeah. It wasn't the hot thing anymore. They, they probably screwed themselves over a little bit by yeah. being later to the party at that stage, whereas... This was also after PS2. So, well, maybe that's, yeah, maybe that doesn't actually matter then. Yeah. You're right. It probably was just a bigger market. Mm-hmm. But to think, yeah, to think that it sold more than, yeah, such it's, a it's just one, it's just game. an interesting, like, headline, isn't it? Because you, you yeah. think of Mario 64 as like a seminal series in the games industry. I mean, like, like you're saying, I totally, you're totally right. Banjo Kazooie is a better game, but Mario 64 is like, it's just a tempo series. There's like every so often there's a game come out that is like just sort of shakes the games industry. Yeah. And that was certainly one of them. Um, I mean, obviously Mario 64 would have sold more in total. Yes. Yeah, you would think so. Um, despite apparently that had me, the, the Luigi's Mansion sold pretty poorly in Japan. Um, in total, it only sold around 348,000 units. Um, but it did eventually become the fifth best-selling GameCube game in the United States, having sold selling a total of roughly 2.19 million units. Um, in total, it sold 3.3 million units worldwide, so that's that's not, not bad. Not very good outside of America. Though, yeah, America seems to have made up the bulk of the sales. Um, and it was also one of the first player's choice titles on, on the console, along with Super Smash Bros. Melee and Pikmin. Mm. Critically, I mean, Luigi's... I remember I got my GameCube in the launch year of 2002 for 50 quid. Wow. My dad got it. My dad got wow. it from Argos because they had no stock left and they weren't getting any more in. They just shifted it. And my dad bought me an X display model for 50 quid, brand wow. new. Wow. Well, not brand Is that new, the one you still me. got? Yeah. Still works. Yeah. Fantastic. Even after I threw my controller on it while playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. 
and accidentally <laughs> flicked the eject button halfway across the room. Did it you? Pinged out and flew off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Critically, Luigi's Mansion was generally positively received with reviews praising the game's graphics, design and gameplay. GameSpot stated that Luigi's Mansion features some refreshing ideas and flashes of brilliance. I'd agree with that. Um, Absolutely. The gaming magazine Nintendo Power praised the game for being very enjoyable while it lasts. Uh, with its clever puzzles and innovative gameplay, GameSpy said that the game's features... Feature, the game features great visuals, imaginative game design, and some classic Nintendo magic. Agreed um, again. The game was referred to as a masterful example of game design by GamePro. Game Revolution stated that the graphics are quite beautiful and the interesting game mechanics are enjoyable. I think I agree with generally this. The reason I've sort of included so many of these, because normally we just sort of pick out a couple. Um, apparently the game also received criticism from the game's press, mainly because of its length. I actually think the game is exactly as long as it needs to be. I couldn't agree more. I think if you go too long with one mechanic over and over again, you're gonna get it's going to get really stale really yeah. fast. Yep. This um, is perfect length. GameSpot said that Luigi's Mansion failed to match the classic status of Mario's adventures and that the short amount of time it takes to complete it makes it a hard recommendation. I mean, it's not supposed to be a Mario game. I don't, no, I don't really get that, to be it's, honest. It's just a quirky kind of spin-off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. game but again, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's people wanting a new Nintendo console to come with a Mario game. Yeah, I also think we're, we've largely kind of got out of it now, but that used to be uh, quite a prevalent thing in the games industry where people would judge value by length of time. So like it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. this game's going to be 100 hours long. Yeah, but it's 100 hours of shit. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I think we've just maybe grown up a little bit as an industry. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, we, we've gone the other way, haven't we? We've got games that are will be a set defined length and in games that will have infinite length or at least they want them to have infinite length yeah we've kind um, of gone a bit it's almost like you need games to be short now so then you can get back to the fucking live service that you've invested all your life in yeah otherwise. exactly i do think there's something to there's some definitely to what you're saying about people expecting uh a mario game to be launched in the console because like i say i'm looking through enough i have taken a a few other of the criticisms that they've so uh, a website called all game declared that Luigi's Mansion ultimately failed to deliver a cohesive gameplay experience over the long term. I'm not sure I agree with that. Um, Fran Marabella of IGN felt that the game yep. was a subpar due to its predictable formulaic gameplay. I don't think I agree with that. I mean, I get it. It probably is quite predictable and it is quite formulaic, but it's a short game. Like, So there's something to be said for getting in and out with a good game mechanic and knowing, yeah. knowing not to overstate your welcome. Couldn't have, yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, apparently a company called oh, the TV show G4's TV show X-Play said that the game was a yeah. letdown for players waiting for the first Mario game on GameCube which is exactly what go. you've been saying um, yeah. and apparently it sits 99th on the official Nintendo magazine's 100 greatest Nintendo games of all time. I think this is better than Mario Sunshine. At least I enjoy it more than Mario Sunshine. Mm-hmm. I do wonder though if as good as this game is and as you know they've they've had two sequels to it now. Obviously, it's got its place in Nintendo's history. People are still fans of it. They probably will play another one and mm-hmm. make another one. Rather, I do wonder if perhaps Nintendo ultimately do regret that this was their launch title and not a Mario game. Probably and that they potentially would have done better if they had 
brought something Mario to the table? What have they done since? Have they got a Mario game at launch since? What came after that? That was the Wii. Well, we came we came with Zelda, which is basically as good I would I would assume. The Wii U came with that fucking Mario Super Mario new Super Mario Brothers U, which is awful. Which I used to like and then went back to recently and it is poor. Yeah, right. you're totally it's, again as ever grand. as ever you make a, a, several occasions of you've said something and I've got do I agree with that and then I've thought no I don't and then I've gone and tried it out and I'm like oh no he's he's, he's absolutely spot on <laughs> this game is not good it's actually terrifying yeah, well, everyone becomes a cynic in the end yeah. <laughs> um, and then obviously Switch came with Breath of the Wild so they've they've seemingly tried to have a Zelda or a Mario at launch of everything yeah. since yeah you're right. Interesting. So I think yeah, maybe they, they potentially do regret that they didn't have that ready. Yeah. And it probably did affect the low sales because especially in Japan, it sounded like it did really poorly. Well, yeah. And I guess this is another thing that like sort of like public perception can settle in and whether it's accurate or not can do damage. So when people, if people were annoyed of the lack of a, a Mario game, that whether it mattered or not, that does matter, if that makes sense. So like, so like mm. the other examples I can think of is remember when Xbox, the Xbox One was meant to have that DRM stuff. That stuck. And eventually, by the yeah. the game, the game, the, the console got into its life cycle, that wasn't true. But that still would stick, and people would still think that's true, and it was still a negative point against the console. We didn't have a lot of social media back then, so I think, I think if this was now, and a console would come out now and came out with a Luigi spin-off, people would absolutely shit all over it. Oh, for sure. Even if the game was good, which it is, but it would go down like a lead balloon in 2022 if this was a brand new console and Luigi's Mansion had never existed beforehand. So this is another thing that I've been learning from the Itchy Tasty book where they were talking about at the, the period that the Resident Evil games, mainline ones at least, being on Nintendo was an attempt to offset is because there was a feeling in the game's media and the gaming public that Nintendo consoles were for children. Yeah, absolutely. And this was a, an attempt to try and offset that, and I guess, and then apparently, is, it the, is this the Capcom Five? Is that all of that yeah. stuff as well? Yeah, yeah. And apparently, they were they were talking about um, that's part of the reason that people didn't like the graphics choice for Wind Waker because they were making it look a cartoon rather yeah, than shooting yeah, yeah. for the graphics. So, like, I guess in a twenty twenty two lens, you look at it and you think, "What idiots!" This game was clearly beautiful and clearly nice but then you forget the mindset of the public at that point just find that really interesting yeah yeah um i've got some facts for you alex do you want me to fire some at you see you can tell me if they're good bad rubbish facts yeah let's do it so the world record for completing luigi's mansion is nine minutes and 43 seconds wow i need to see this i'm gonna watch that before i go to bed tonight essentially this is done by using glitches that allow the player to get out of the map and head straight for the boss after your first ghost boss so you can basically oh. glitch yourself out of the map and run straight for the final boss kind of had to be really you can't yeah just... yeah there's, there's no one fast fast beating slim billiard boy <laughs> In, oh, absolutely. In the demo that was shown it in the 2001 Nintendo Space World that we were just speaking about, Egad Shack isn't outside the mansion. 
it's inside the mansion uh, and i do have a couple other i wonder if i moved oh I, I i moved up i was going to say there's something else that lead into this that i saw later on i hope i put it in the right place and hey i did well done past david so apparently if you <laughs> use an the action replay code i don't know what that is but using an action replay code it's possible to actually walk around egad's lab um, and there's two doors one of which says training that most likely went to the training room shock and one that likely went to the ghost that's the thing that you can't say that, isn't it yeah portrificationizer there's also a functional ladder but it doesn't lead anywhere this oh it's supposed to be to do with portraits oh portrif all right portrificationizer fuck <laughs> yeah there we go there's also a functional ladder that it doesn't lead anywhere this suggests that in an earlier version of the game the player could travel to egad's lab by means of a ladder somewhere in the mansion oh right i um, think action replay by the way is like the game genie or that kind of shit right okay. i've got an action replay cart for my saturn but that's actually a cartridge that goes in there um it must have been like a disc that you put in beforehand and then you swap the discs over and it probably like unlocks cheats and dev mode and stuff like that got you there's a model in the game of a tall, faceless, twisting creature known only as L, E-L-H. Um, it appears to have been created a month after Luigi's Mansion was shown at E3. Um, it's got no textures, but it has some animations relating to fire and water. It's unknown what this creature would have done or why it was removed. I assume it was just an enemy type that never made it into the final version have of the game. Have you seen it? Yeah, there's pictures of it. Um, I will send Is it? You. Does it look freak? Is it like the most horrifying thing that's in the game kind of thing? Um, here or is it just is it just it just look like nothing? I'll let you see it. It it, it looks like I don't know how would you describe this, Alex? Where's the? You're gonna have to use some words here because I'm struggling. <laughs> I'll bring all my best words. Bring all your best ones. See what you think of that. Ooh, I can kind of see what it's supposed to be. It's like a hunched over monster with long arms. Yeah, it's odd looking. It's a, I don't know, intestines showing. It kind of looks like a shitty cloud standing up. <laughs> yeah. Very um, weird. In a pre-release build, there was a chef ghost inside the kitchen who would throw tomatoes at Luigi. The model of the tomato is still in the game's data files and seems to be one of the oldest models in the game. Just interesting. Interesting little tidbit of information. Um, there are two ghost characters in Luigi's Mansion called Henry and Orville who have spoken about already. Um who each use a car and a plane in the boss battle, respectively. The, yeah. the first ghost, uh, Henry, is a reference to Henry Ford, who is a major contributor to the automobile industry, while the second is a reference to Orville Wright, who, along with his brother, designed and flew oh, the first yeah. powered, fully controllable fixed-wing airplane. Um, That's why they're in a car and a plane. Nice. Yes. The first eight notes of Toad's theme from Luigi's Mansion are the same as the first eight notes from a Toad's message in Super Mario 64. The songs are... The the songs are each played while talking to Toad in their respective games. Um, There's also... Oh, yeah, that's the bit that comes afterwards, isn't it? Yeah, That's right. That's it. That's the Mario 64 one. That's it. There's an unusual model 
an unused sorry an un, it is unusual as well it's an un, there's an unused model of mario in the game's data mario is stretched to luigi's proportions and is equipped with the back straps for the portergeist 3000 the geometry of the model is simpler than mario's final in-game model uh, containing fewer polygons although its true purpose is unknown it could have been from an unused multiplayer mechanic requiring both mario and luigi um, the model was stretched out presumably to fit luigi's skeleton so that luigi's animations could be used on the model the model also Definitely uses Luigi's gloves presumably to make his animations handling the Portergust 3000 more accurate I also wonder if that was he would be an unlockable playable character when you complete the game that would have been good yeah if they could just let you play it as Mario but I don't know yeah that would absolutely stink of the fucking Mario Galaxy jobby where you play as Luigi and it's almost exactly the same yeah Um, just he's skiddy and then the last one was the earlier versions of Luigi's Manager, which had a timer and a HUD, which we've already spoken mm. about. I think overall, Luigi's Mansion is a good... Is, it's more than a good game. It's a great game. Um, yeah, I really it like it. It to be under underappreciated in its time, perhaps. Is that yeah. too much to say? Yeah. But then, apparently... The GameCube seems to have been largely underappreciated in its day as well. Yeah. Especially, like, well, even the Zelda games of that period, too. Where, as mm-hmm. we've spoken about a couple of times, um, certainly sh- Mario Sunshine is a bit of a black sheep of that yeah. franchise as well. I think, as a whole, though, well, two things I've taken away from this. One is I now need to go play Luigi's Mansion Three, yeah. um, which seems to be about eighteen hours long. It seems to be a lot longer. It's pretty, it's pretty long. I played most of that on, in co-op when I went on holiday with my nephew. What's the? I loved it. What's the co-op? What's the? They, you get a Gooigi, don't you? Yeah, so one person controls Gooigi and the other one controls Luigi. And if you don't play co-op, then you have to use one stick for each one of them. It's actually quite it's quite satisfying to use both of them together, but it's obviously a bit fiddly. Mm-hmm. But if you if you get them in sync properly and you left stick, right stick, and you're able to separate your thought processes into you know, each Luigi what's by the, yourself. That's quite impressive. What's the story for Luigi's Mansion 3? Is Mario being kidnapped again? Pass. I can't remember. The mansion is a lot different. It's got crazy rooms in it, like a film studio and shit. Um, but I don't remember what the story is. It can't all be that Mario's kidnapped over and over again. It's surely. funny if it was. I mean, they, they do that in the, the mainline Mario games to keep, keep uh, yeah, kidnapping Yeah, good point. It's Peach. not exactly like they don't have previous, yeah. Let's have a look. Oh, they go to they go to a resort, ah. and then Luigi wakes up during the night in this resort to find that the hotel's been deserted. Uh, it's been transformed into a haunted building, uh, and then King Boo's being a twat again, and he's imprisoned all of Luigi's friends in portraits. In so portraits. basically, yes, you um, just save each of them one by one that time. Are there any particular ghost enemies that stick out other than Billiard Bill, of course? But we both love the the music, the pianist. That that was one of my favourite parts of the game. That was so good. That was magic, that was. Yeah. You've got to suck up every instrument till it plays a full sort of little mini orchestral mm-hmm. version of the Mario theme, which is great. Um, well, obviously, you've got the boss, the big boss fights. Some of them were quite frustrating. I found the, the multiple boos congealing into a giant boot you have to pop on a statue and then suck up with ice oh yeah i found that very annoying yes yes that was extremely irritating the one that i remember that jumped out on me that i'm 
I'm quite pleased that I did it. Although in hindsight, it's not that difficult. Was Shivers the Wandering Butler with the when you love get, that? You get to a point where there's just like a floating candlestick going around the place, and once you light it, he runs off, and if you follow him, he goes. Yeah, I really liked that. I that and was unlocks cool. the next area. That's it. Um, I guess we we'll just sort of bring it to a close now. Um, any outstanding thoughts on this game that you don't think we've covered? Like I say, I, I th- actually, I'll close the thought I was having before. The, the sort of my takeaway from this is is that interesting how many games of this period are sort of underappreciated that have been subsequently properly appreciated. I'm not sure if Luigi's Luigi's Mansion has to an extent because it's turned itself into a successful series. Um, yeah, I still don't feel like Luigi's Mansion One gets the love it perhaps deserves. Um, I mean, it has been re-released on the D yeah, 3DS, so I would be interested to see how that works, because maybe the controls are fixed, because that's probably our biggest issue, right? That you can't I had a real tough controls. time with those inverted controls, yeah. And like I said to you, I always invert controls, but for a first-person and third-person game, this was neither of those things. It was a top-down game that really was difficult, and I don't know why they made that choice to do that at that point. I don't know what made them say because even in the first person sections, when you got the the scanning with the Game Boy Horror, you've got to do the inverted, which was yeah. fine for me then. Mm. But actually, controlling Luigi from like fixed camera locations and stuff was very, very odd to be that way around. And yeah, that you can't change it. it so it's so typical Nintendo. He, um, oh, I can't change it though. He, you were right as well when you met you when we were chatting earlier on. You said that Luigi handles like a tanker. He does when you've got your your or gust out like try to turn around is like yeah try to turn it you're right try to turn a tanker he's so slow i would just like it maybe a bit more maneuverable as well i guess yeah yeah i i get it. that that could be a whole you know resident evil style let's make him he's a bit cumbersome to control purposely as you say to inhibit your ability to just breeze through the game if you could turn on a dime all the time i don't yeah. know but yeah the controls are probably the thing that's aged the least well. I'm trying to think. For one of a better phrase. It's um, Metacritic of 76. I might sit around there myself. Maybe a 7.5. I don't know if I'd quite go to 8 with it. Um, Maybe I would. I don't know. I, I, think yeah, it, I think it's just got enough of the sprinklings of Nintendo yeah. magic, as you said earlier, to give it an 8. And I actually think the length of the game is a bit of an asset. I think if this was a 10, yeah. 12 hour game, it would be worse for it, for sure. Um, yeah, it's yeah, a fun it's game. A, it's just a lovely time. It's a yes, yeah, it's, it's just a lovely, simple time. Not in keeping with horror season at all. <laughs> no, but <laughs> other than the basic premise of being ghosts. Yeah. So what we were doing is we're trying to have a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a range. So like when we were chatting yeah. about it, to to me, our other choice for a game would have been like one of these walking simulator story games. Um. So I'm glad we went to Luigi's Mansion. It's something different. It's horror adjacent. It's certainly it feels yeah. like a Halloween game. Although when I was looking up, like obviously when the releases were coming out, it at no point during its three releases did it come out at Halloween. So it's an odd. Are you sure? Well, it was two November. What was it? Two Novembers and a and a May. Oh, sorry. You mean this game? Yes, yeah, sorry. I'm almost certain that either the second one or the third one came out on Halloween. Oh, you might be right. I don't know. Um, certainly the first one didn't come out at Halloween. Let's have a look at no, that. No, sorry, yeah, yeah. I, I understand now you mean the different launches across the world. Yes. Luigi's Mansion 3 came out on the 31st of October. You're spot on. And Luigi's Mansion 2 
20th of March. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought I knew they'd done one of them on Halloween day. Which I suppose brings us up to our next one, Alex. What's next up as we continue this horror season for A Winner Is You? Yeah, we are are delving into, as the time of recording, probably one of the most unknown entities. I can't get a tab on this game whatsoever. No, I don't think a lot of people can. I've seen a lot of people basically say that they're tentatively intrigued by the the game we are going to be covering next, which is Scorn. Unless it's fucking awful, and then we might bin it off. But we are planning to stick to that and try and keep ourselves contemporary. Yeah, because it's been a while since we did a recent game, I think. Yeah, we've gone very retro this year. It's um for a lot of the year. Yeah, so I was watching the so there was a recent sort of demo that was going. I don't know if it was available to the public, but it was certainly given out to streamers and games media. Um and it's right. about about half an hour to forty minutes of a demo of the of Scorn. Um and even having sat and watched that, I still don't really get a feel for it. Because I, I don't I don't know I've seen a lot of people talking about dread and like when you've been read i've been reading like blurbs about how the developers want to make a scary game that makes players sort of dread what's around the corner i didn't mm-hmm. see that in the gameplay i was playing because i didn't really see any there are guns in the game but this yeah. demo didn't have any that i'd saw um mm-hmm. and it seems to from what i saw it was more sort of less i mean it's a tiny snippet of the game so it's not indicative of the full product but this this is what they're sort of putting their best foot forward to show the game it seemed to be more gore and gross yeah people keep saying geiger is the the influence for the i've heard of him actually he's a, a novelist is he or have i made that up he's an artist oh right okay so um, he's known for airbrushed images that blended human physiques with machines oh my god it's spot on to this game yeah so i think they've been heavily copying that yeah, it's going to be quite a puzzly, almost walking sim Did, type of thing. Maybe this is where I've come across it. This looks um, very alien-like, some of these. It does, doesn't it? I wonder if that had anything to do with the movies, if they took their... Yeah, he was part of the special effects team that won uh... an Academy Award for the visual design of Oh yeah, because that's basically a facehugger, what I've just seen. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, more alien. Which, and again, this game has, has real Prometheus vibes about it, right? Yeah, so. certainly. So yeah, I just can't quite get a feel for this game. But so, did you say has he got anything to do with this game, or are they just sort of lifting? No, his... they're just heavily influenced by it. Right. Okay. Well, you can look forward to that in the next pod, which will be with you soon. It's 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 only meant to be around eight hours long. This game, so we might see and you might see this one fairly quickly as well. But no promises. Yes. So you've got that yeah. to look forward to. So that I guess that was Luigi's Mansion. That was also episode 45 of the Resurrected the Winners You podcast. So if you want to check out and keep tabs on what we're doing, because sometimes, because we don't get paid for this, sometimes we decide to change what we're doing at the blink of an eye and we don't quite get <laughs> done what we managed because we, we, have, we have lives, unfortunately, for us both. Um, but yeah, if you want to keep up to date with what we're doing, you can follow us on Twitter, which is at pod. Is that? That's right, isn't it? Yeah. And the Instagram is pod as well podcast a winner's you it's something if you search for a winner's you on instagram you'll probably find us and yeah. if you want to send us an email please do alex has laid down the challenge you can send us an email to a winner is you pod at gmail.com and that's it alex we've made it to the yeah. end of another episode we've survived just about the horror is intact the horror is underway 
and it's about we've to escaped be... the mansion. We've we've left Slim Bankshot in our wake, ready to take on the next challenge. <laughs> and on that bombshell, I have been David. He has been Alex. We've been a winner's shoe, and I'm out. Keep gaming.